this Sunday. In February, it's the big game. Tom Brady, Patty Mahomes, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and we got all the coverage right here on your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your host, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. I love the intro, Matt. I love it. Super Bowl weekend is finally here, and we can make it. Uh, some trouble heading up to the weekend. A game should be on. We've got a great episode. Uh, talk some NCAA, for, or NCAA football uh, is back on the video games. NBA news, score standings. And some Super Bowl matchup preview with some prop bets. Uh, we are going to break all that down for you. But first, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brots. Stay updated with that latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. And check us out on YouTube at Burgers Brots. We've got special guest H-Town's own Jacob Clements is back. Thank you for having me back. We are, we are mildly gracious uh, for you guys back on the podcast i am moderately appreciative of that <laughs> um it, we got to have someone on some a sports fan on for the super bowl but first uh cooking on the grill ncaa football is back on the video games well it's kind of back it's not going to be coming out for a few years they forgot to mention that when they put that out on uh social media the other day matt i'll start with you thoughts on Football coming back. Oh, so excited. Let's go. It's been forever. 2014. It has been forever, Braxton. Yeah. I am so pumped about it. It's going to be great. The graphics are going to be great. I cannot wait. And, you know, we've, we've seen tweets out there of what people should do in the game. But I can't wait for the opportunity to hire a guy like Urban Meyer. We'll use Urban Meyer, for example. And then he retires. Or, for some reason, well, maybe not with Urban Meyer. Oh, let's go Tom Herman. You're Texas, and you get Tom Herman in the game. You spend all this money on him, and then you have to buy him out. And you you have no money then. I hope they have that in the game because that would be hilarious. You know, the option I'm looking to forward the most is the Tennessee option, where you host recruits at your school. They're not really that interested until you go to McDonald's, put some hundreds in there in the little McDonald's bag, along with a couple double quarter pounders, and then they're good to go. Can't wait for the Happy Meal uh, portion of the uh, game. I, I, I'm excited. I can finally get rid of my Xbox 360 because that's the only reason I have a gaming system is to play NCAA. Uh, sadly, it won't be out for a few more years. Uh, that sucks. But just think of all the great quarterbacks we missed out on. We missed out on Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. We missed out on all these people. So I'm hoping... They make a cover for each quarterback when they release this out. Um, it, I, I'm excited for this to come out, man. I am happy for that. Uh, you guys, any other th- anything else on a uh, video game coming back? I mean, honestly, not even just the quarterbacks, but all the skill players we've missed. Amari Cooper, Derrick Henry, um, you know, I mean, even, you know, Joe Mixon as well. Um, CD, Jamari Chase. Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, yeah, just all these recent uh, receivers. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, even Hollywood Brown. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's going to be. I think NCAA football coming back is going to be really fun. I'm excited to play. I can't wait to hire Tom Herman and fire him on the same day. 
why even make it the same day? Why not make it just the same hour? And then you go hire a head coach who has a, a worse record just because he has Nick Saban listed as a reference. That's all you need to get a job in college football, Nick Saban on the reference list. At this rate, Mike Stoops is going to have a head coaching job within two years. He's going to FAU right now uh, for defense coordinator, so not a bad job. The cornerbacks are going to line up 15 yards <laughs> off of the receivers, and they're going to go about 500 yards a game. Sorry, FAU. They could they they could use that in the NFL, uh, not playing uh, single coverage against Tom Brady a few weeks ago. But uh, let's move on to some NBA action, some scores, some standings. Uh, Fred Van Fleet set a Toronto Raptors uh, scoring record, franchise scoring record with 54 points, 11 three-pointers. Uh, Westbrook dropped 41 in a win over the Nets. Uh, this Nets team is just awful against really bad teams. Uh, they're pretty good against good ones. They beat the Clippers at home. Jacob, we haven't talked to you about this. What are your thoughts on the Nets this year? Well, you see, I really I was excited for the Nets when they hired Steve Nash, right? And while I think there's a lot of conflicting locker room personalities on that team with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and a lot of subtweeting going on, it's really going to be amplified now with James Harden being on the team and traded for my hometown Houston Rockets. And, you know, just a little side note, you know, I mean, the Rockets and the Nets, you know, the, the fortunes have pretty much switched since the James Harden trade. So, um, you know, with the Nets now being last defensively um, during that stretch since the trade and the Rockets being first defensively, um, you know, I think the Nets... I think they definitely have all the pieces, right? But I think, you know, it's more about putting them together that really kind of makes the championship team. Yeah, the the Nets and Rockets have the exact same record, but the Rockets are first in defense, the Nets are last. Uh, they got to step up that defensive game for sure. Well, you know what's funny? I'm, I'm looking at these <laughs> stats right now for these teams, and Houston right now is the hottest team. They've won six in a row. Mm-hmm. They've won six row. They're ten and nine. They've gone out the gutter, and right now they sit as the eight seed, which is meaningless. You know, twenty games in, but they're the eight seed right now. I think I picked them as the eight seed this year. So, so now they've just got to hold out for the next fifty <laughs> games as the eight seed. Okay. Um, NBA nearing an agreement on the All Star game. Uh, they're only going to do the skills competition. Uh, looking for March seventh down in Atlanta. So hopefully they don't have any courtside Karens down there for that one. Uh, what are you guys? Are you guys upset? No three-point dunk contest. I didn't realize that Marjorie Taylor Greene attended the uh, NBA games. <laughs> they all look the same. I was looking forward to um, the three-point shooting contest with all Karens. I, I, they, when you miss a shot, you get yelled at, and then it's a Karen fight. Man, them Karens, man, they are just built different. Them blonde. Them blonde ladies, man. It's they, that, they it's that short boil. blonde bob haircut oh. and the, the authoritative way they say, let me talk to your manager. <laughs> but wouldn't that be great, though, if you have a Karen all-star game and then when you yell at the refs, I mean, it could get physical. I don't know. I would hate to be a ref for that game. But they're just yelling at each other and technical flat fouls are just flying everywhere. You set a record. You set a record for tees in a game. The Karens are going to either do one of two things. Hit the ref upside the head with the purse or ask to speak to the ref's manager. I, I just don't understand. Go on, Matt. Go I was going to say, that's where we go to Steve Javi in the booth for our officiating uh, our ex-NBA uh, you know, NBA ref officials in the booth. <laughs> I just don't understand why the Atlanta decided to put fans on courtside. No other place has them besides Atlanta. 
Um, but, yeah, just funny stuff coming out of uh, Atlanta this past weekend. And then uh, one of the last uh, news th- news uh, headline, Bradley Beal does now not want to – he does not want to trade anymore. What? Come on, man. You, you've been crying for the last few weeks. You give up playing. And then you finally beat the Nets team, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere, even though he's been pouting the entire time during games and uh, post-game interviews. I mean, if you had to be in Washington, wouldn't you pout too? I mean, let's be real. Better than Oklahoma. And Washington, Very true. Washington's 4-13. and They're worst in the East. Um, but look, there is some respect there. Beal doesn't want to just go and join a super team and do what everyone else does. But you're not getting anywhere in Washington. You might as well try to go out and at least go to another team. You don't have to form a super team. But Washington's going to fire Scott Brooks at some point this season. And their team is just it, – it, well, they're 4-13. and 13. They're not good. Now, where have we heard the firing Scott Brooks storyline before? I mean, Westbrook is now healthy, uh, first fully game, full game healthy against the Nets. But I, I just have a problem with him coming out and saying, uh, I don't want to get traded now after you've been pouting the entire year uh, on your team. We knew that team wasn't going to be that great. We knew they'd be like a 7 or 8 seed in the East. Uh, we knew you weren't going to be higher than that. Uh, Standing-wise, uh, these are all... Uh, this is right now, while we're recording this, uh, there are all these games, like one, two games, differential, so it could change by the time this comes out. But 76ers at the number one spot still, the Nets at two, Bucks at three, four we got the Celtics, five the Pacers have been dropping, uh, six, <laughs> six through eight, six the Hawks, seven the Cavaliers, and in this final spot, the Hornets. Clements, what are your takeaways from the East standings? Does anyone really care about the East? Let's be real. I mean, yeah, but eventually they're all going to get bounced by whatever team LeBron is on because that's all the NBA cares about is making money. LeBron's LeBron's in the West. Exactly. (laughs) They're going to get to the finals, and then whichever team, it doesn't matter. The East plays the East until the finals, Clement. Exactly. (laughs) I really don't care about the East. I'm going to be particularly honest. I really – it's just one hot pile of trash after another, and then Giannis is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I think the East. Look, I, I like I like what I see. Uh, Philadelphia has been amazing again. Last time we did a podcast, they had one loss at home. They're still ten and one at home. Uh, they've won four in a row. Milwaukee looks good. The Nets. I picked them to go far. I kind of want to take that back because it it's still that's a very up in the air. But Boston's good. Indiana Indiana's good. Cleveland's there. Atlanta's there. Charlotte is there right now. Uh, Toronto, a team that looked bad they've won two in a row i mean these are some teams the nets even though they're not the nets uh the knicks even though they're four games under maybe they could make some noise and i know it's the knicks i know that's out there i'm saying it maybe they could so and again miami they're six games under there's some talent down there it's going to take a little while to get some teams to figure this out but i like what i see out of the east there's some good competition in that in those top four or five teams in the east that I think will be fun as we get as we get moving in the season. I will say too, my previous comments about the East being a hot pile of trash after another does not apply to the 76ers. I have a lot of respect for Daryl Morey. <laughs> uh, I, the one through four teams, I know uh, one through eight's not separated by more than four or five games, but I think the one through four are going to be the one through four throughout the season. Uh, I re- I really like those four teams right now. Well, I'm sure it'll change. Uh, Nets probably take over the one su- seed, and Sixers probably start to fall once they get some injuries. Um, hopefully they don't, but uh, it's the 76ers. 
uh, West. The Jazz, Clippers, and Lakers are tied right now in the one seed when we're doing this. Uh, Nuggets come in at four. Suns at five after their hot hot start. They cooled down. Now they're getting hot again. Uh, the Grizzlies at six. Seven, the Blazers. And number eight, the Houston Rockets. I'm I'm still a little surprised by the Jazz. Uh, I know they had their winning streak broken up last week against the Nuggets, but they're still a really good team. All 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 these teams are uh, really good teams. I think one I think it's the same thing. One through four in the West are going to be the four teams uh, that make it through the season in those seedings. Uh, so uh, West West is going to be fun to watch this year, especially with the Grizzlies, Blazers, and Rockets and those teams. I, uh, I really honestly, um, I think the Jazz are paying off pretty well um, just because, you know, after they made all those trades and, you know, they got Mike Conley in there, you know, obviously last year would take a little bit of time to work out and they did pretty good. Um, I think this year, though, is really proving that Mike Conley did need a uh, little bit of a change of scenery, even if it is Utah. Um, you know, I think LeBron eventually still will find a way to win. Um, I'm very excited about the Rockets trending upward. Um, and, you know, the Grizzlies as well with Ja Morant coming back. Um, you know, he's just so dynamic. Um, you know, I'm, con I'm really excited to continue what I see on the court from him. Yeah, the West is super close. Um, you know, Minnesota 5-15, and 15, the worst of the bunch. But Utah, Clippers, Lakers, that may be a fun battle to watch the rest of the way. Um, there is some separation. Then you've got your second tier of, of Denver, Phoenix, Memphis, Portland. I mean, really everyone else. Um, you did not put Denver in second tier. I, I did put Denver in second tier. It's based on the standings. I mean, they're three and a half. They're three oh, games back from the third. I thought we were third. talking about talent-wise. No, no, I'm talking about standings. They're three games back from the Lakers. So, I mean, you, I, I, but, I, I, right. yeah, it's early on. Um, I'm glad Phoenix is there. Phoenix is the team that I, I had, I think, in my five yeah. spot uh, going into the season. So I'm happy they're up there. Memphis is fun to watch. Portland, um, you know, they've had McCollum's out right now. They've had some injuries, but they're staying afloat. And we talked about Houston already. Um, I expect to see. We'll see what. Watch the teams in these next couple weeks. The Warriors, um, the Thunder are still a team that yes, they're developing. But and I gotta correct myself as we're talking right now. The hottest team in the West is getting blown out by Oklahoma City. So Houston's gonna take a loss. There goes their six-game lose or winning streak. Um, and then Dallas, I want to see the Mavericks rebound. They've had an awful stretch in the last two and a half weeks because of COVID and stuff like that. So I want to see what they do over the next couple weeks. Uh, let's move on to some pre score predictions for this week. Let's start Friday. Boston at the Clippers. Uh, both in the last ten games, Boston is 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Clippers are 8-2 and two in their last uh, ten uh, Clippers are also eight at two at home, and Boston is six and five on the road. So I'm going Clippers. They're just a little harder right now, a little better. I gotta go with the Clippers too. Marcus Smart being out, out as well with that injury um, is not only hurting my fantasy basketball team, but is hurting the Celtics overall. Um, I think that they're going to take an L, but I don't think it's going to be by much. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than people are thinking. Sorry, I was on my phone correcting and looking up information. What was the question? <laughs> Boston at the Clippers Friday. Yeah, oh, definitely going Clippers. Clips. Kidding, Boston. Really? Yeah. You know my. You know how I hate the Clippers, right? We all hate the Clippers. I know. Clippers are really good, though. I think Boston wins it, though. I'm going Boston. All right, 
sticking with Saturday. Uh, Golden State at Dallas. Matt, your Mavs, not much going for you. You're two and eight in the last ten. It's tough. Uh, it's it's it, it's not looking good for the Mavs. I'm just. I'm I'm going Dallas. I'm just I mean, gonna say I'm going. State. I'm, I'm going, going Dallas. State. You know who I'm going with. You know it. It's easy. You know what? As a Texan, I'll go for Dallas, even though I most likely expect them to lose. <laughs> All right, Saturday. What should be a great, great game? The number two seed heads to the number one seed. The Nets at Philadelphia. KD is averaging 30 points. Uh, Kyrie, he only had two assists versus the Clippers this last week. You've got to get more assists uh, um, as a team. You've got to get more assists if you want to keep winning games. Embiid, MVP-type season, averaging 28-11. I'm going Philadelphia. I just don't trust Brooklyn's defense. Yeah, Brooklyn defensively, especially since Harden has been there, as I was saying earlier, has been really, really kind of piss poor. Um, I think Philly kind of wins it. Um, and, yeah, that's really about it. Although I think it's going to be very close. Give me Philly. It's at home, right? I like their record, 10-1. and one. Yes, sir. Uh, Sunday, Utah at Indianapolis. Uh, should be a great Jazz versus Pacers game. Jazz are super hot. Indiana's been slipping, though. Uh, need Bogdanovich to, or Brogdon to step up a little bit for the Pacers. But I've got Utah. Too hot with Donovan. Yeah, I got Utah as well. They've been really gelling, really doing good offensively. I think they're going to do good. Three for three, baby. Utah. Sir, and then finally, we're looking all the way to Monday. We got some Monday, a Monday game. Milwaukee at Denver. MVP Jokic, 27 12 and 8. Give that man the MVP, baby. Uh, Giannis, 27-11. No Gary Harris kind of hurt. Middleton, though, he's been stepping up this year. Um, Milwaukee is second in the league in 120 points per game. I picked Milwaukee to win, but since Matt's homering, I'm homering too. Go Nuggets. We got the Nuggets winning. Milwaukee. Oh, okay, really? You know what? I really want to see Denver win this. I think the uh, combination of the Mountains, Legal Weed, and Jokic is going to be awesome. Go in Denver. Go Kitch. All right, anything else for some NBA, you fellas? It feels great to say this, but Harden is very bad defensively. Very, very. Uh, let's move on to On This Day in History. And then we got some Super Bowl stuff to get into. There's a big game coming up this weekend. Here's some good quarterbacks. Start 1972. Bob Douglas is the first African American elected into the Basketball Hall of Fame. 2004. Mark Zuckerberg launches Facebook from his Harvard dorm. Have you guys seen that movie, The Social Network? Yeah, no. it's decent. It, it makes you not like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I don't think anyone really likes Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Like, I, I never really cared for him, but after that movie, I was like, my goodness, this dude, this is not a cool guy. For real, Braxton. I actually have a uh, quote on this day for you. Well, I was I was gonna give it to you. 1971. What happened, Clements? Yeah. What? Take it. Take it. What happened? Oh my gosh. Um, 1971 on Apollo 14. Alan Shepard played golf on the moon using a modified six iron, and as he said, it went for miles and miles. Now that was after he had four chip shots, right? And you know, and just shanked it. But it was really awesome. Ended up going about 200 yards. Um, he measured it out with a tape measure? Uh, they measured it later. but they measured it? How did they have time to do that? They had time to go measure a... No, they measured it from Earth. 
But they could see it. Yeah. But anyway, um, just based off like you know like the trajectory and speed and all that, right? But um, you know the moon only has like a sixth of the gravity of Earth, so definitely a two hundred yard shot with a six iron, still pretty good. So I'll definitely give that to him, especially playing in a spacesuit. What are the odds the golf ball just comes up from the moon's surface and just takes off to Earth as a meteor? Uh, completely zero. The golf ball would disintegrate in the atmosphere. Ah, maybe. They programmed it. It's like a rover. What if the golf ball was Independence Day? <laughs> All these aliens just living inside a golf ball and then they come over. Or the worst alternative, Men in Black 3. <laughs> anyone watch that one? I don't think anyone watched that one. I watched it, but just because I liked the first two. <laughs> it was not good. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Alright, we got some birthdays to give out. Uh, we got some good, good birthdays. Happy birthday, late birthday, Bob Marley, Babe Ruth, the GOAT baseball player, and then who we recently lost, Hank Aaron. So, happy birthday to those three. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora. Anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Rots. And Sam Taylor with their latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers Rots. So before we dive into Super Bowl 55 or Super Bowl LV, we got some prop bets. We got some prop bets to get into. Uh, I did all the fun ones uh, last uh, podcast, uh, non the non-game ones. So let's do some game prop bets. Clements. First team to score, KC or Tampa Bay? KC minus 130, Tampa Bay 110. You know, I understand that's what the odds say. We always know that it's Tom Brady and the refs versus whoever else is in there. So it really comes down to who gets the coin toss. And, you know, I think Tom Brady's probably going to get it. I think they'll probably get a field goal out of it. Not so fast. (laughs) Give me Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City, too, and I know already know Clements' answer to this next one. First score of the game, touchdown or a field goal slash safety? I'm, I'm, going field goal, I'm going field goal or safety, Clements. I'm going with you. I, th- I think the teams are going to take some time to warm up, especially after the two-week gap. I think a field goal is a realistic option. Fourth down, here comes Harrison Butker with the kick. KC up 3 nothing. All right, uh, some Mahomes bets. Pass yards. Over, under, 327 and a half. His average is 316 per game. I'm going under just because they don't need him as much. They can rely on the run game. Uh, Edwards Alaire is healthy, so I think the under on this one. I'm going to pick over, but just by a little. I think also Kansas City does like to use Edwards Alaire, but more than just in the run game, just kind of in a little um, Texas angle right out of the backfield. I think. There are going to be a lot of short third down passes to either Travis Kelsey or to Edwards Alaire just trying to keep the ball moving. I'm going to say over, but not much. I'm probably going to go about 345. Third down? They're never in third down, Clements. It's first down, first down, first down, first down, first down. Yeah, but the Bucks' <laughs> defense is very good. It's decent. I agree with you, Braxton. Give me the under. All right. Uh, over, under, pass touchdowns, 2.5. He's got 38 passing on the year. I'm going over on this one. Over two and a half. Going three touchdowns. I'm going to take over as well, um, but not by much. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to have three passing touchdowns. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be one of those where Edwards Alaire gets the ball out of the backfield. 
Alright, so both three passing touchdowns. Give me over. Alright, all three going over. Some Tom Brady bets. Pass yards. Over under 296. His average, 286. I'm going over because I know he's got to have a great game for them to win. They have no run game at all, uh, so they're going to have to rely on Tom Brady to get the passing yards. Yeah, if you look at those games where the Bucks have done really good, Brady's been um, really good um, as far as passing as well, which is really nice. Um, I think Brady is going to get over. Um, I'm going to say he gets just barely above 300. Um, you know, and I'll say he'll get a couple passes to Gronk in there too. I'm going the under on this one, Braxton. Under. Under? Under. So, they, so, so the Bucks are going to lose by 50 is what Matt's saying right there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, over, under, two and a half patch, pass touchdowns as well. So both quarterbacks set at two and a half. Uh, Brady has 40 on the year. I'm going over. I mean, he's got to have passing touchdowns for them to stay in this game unless he gets the ball down the one-yard line and they hand it off into the end zone. But I'm going over. I think I'm going to go over to Bruce Arians in the West Coast offense has been really good for Brady, basically revitalizing his career. I think we've settled the Bill, the uh, Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady debate. One's not in the playoffs, one's in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, so uh, I mean, I think I think it's been a, I think in my mind it's been settled, but I think Brady is going to have over on the passing touchdowns just simply because of the way that offense is structured. I want to go at that real quick. Patriots, a lot of lot of opt outs. Uh, Cam Newton, new quarterback, coming off a bad injury. Uh, had to get a new system in a COVID year. Uh, this is one of Tom Brady's greatest teams he's been on with all the star power, oh, head easily. coaches. So I, I would not uh, – I'm still – I think Belichick was the main reason for his success in uh, New England. Matt? What, what was the number again on the over-under? Two and a half. Two and a half. I've already said the under on passing yards, so should I go under again? Only two touchdowns? No, that's not happening, so i got to go the over. <laughs> uh, all right, more points in the first or second half? Se I, I, second. I mean, these teams are going to be pretty rusty. Uh, not much practice. Kansas City's not getting in until the day before. I think second half is going to be a lot better offensive-wise. I, uh, I think the first is going to go a little bit better, I think. Not by much. Um, like I said, maybe a field goal. Um, I think Kansas City warms up a little bit easier than Tampa Bay. Um, and so I think Kansas City is going to be responsible for kind of pushing that point production over in the first half. Carry that same energy into the second half um, and see if the Bucks can catch up. <sighs> second half. All, All right. the way. Final one. Total touchdowns, six and a half. I'm going over. I gotta go over too, simply because Mahomes and Brady are on the same field. Even though the Chiefs beat the Bucks 27 and 24 in the regular season, this is a Super Bowl. That's still over six. Or, yeah. Yeah. Six. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But yeah. So I mean, you know, even then, I'm gonna go way over though on this. I think it's gonna be a little bit more of a shootout than the last time. I'm taking the over as well. All right. Let's get into breaking down the game. Kansas City Chiefs looking for back-to-back -back Super Bowl wins versus the Tampa Bay Bucks looking for their second-ever Super Bowl. I believe I have that right. Yes. Second Super Bowl. First in a long, long time. Uh, Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Tampa, uh, Kansas City is favored by three points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs versus Old Man Brady and the Bucks. 
Both quarterbacks have been pretty even on the year, separated by 100 yards and two touchdowns. Brady, though, six more interceptions, uh, total with 12. Earlier matchup, the Chiefs won 27-24, and they did not know, and the Bucks did not cover Tyreek Hill, but the Bucks are looking much better overall on both sides of the ball. Uh, Clements, what are your keys, takeaways, analysis for this game? What are you thinking? I think for Kansas City, the key is going to be to warm up as always, it sounds basic. But warm up the running game with Edwards a layer. Also get the passing game going with him. He's another person that has to be accounted for a lot of the time, and that's something you can't say about every NFL team. Um, I think as well, the key is to maybe get Tyreek a big play if you can. See if he can get some one-on-one coverage because you know he's lethal in there. Um, I think the key for Mahomes too is get the running game going with him as well because you know, say they're in a third-down situation, a little bit, you know, third and long. He could just as easily take the ball, run out of the pocket, and go from there. I think for Tampa Bay, um, key for Brady is to show that he doesn't have any rusts on him, come out looking confident. Um, I think the passing game needs to really get going. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both need to get involved. I think Grock needs to be really relied heavily on in third downs. Uh, since uh, the Week 12 matchup, the Bucks' favorite running or defensive uh, play call is cover two. That's their most frequent one. They used it a ton against the Packers, and it worked. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, sh I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot of cover, too, this game. Um, two more things. Bucks, uh, their run game, 94 rushing yards per game. That is not good. That is not good. But luckily they have Tom Brady. Um, they're they're going to have to rely on Tom Brady um, so he doesn't um, – the, or they're going to have to rely on the run game because they don't want Tom Brady throwing a Tyron Matthew the whole game. Uh, Bucks are 23rd um, overall on pass defense. Uh, Chiefs are first overall in passing offense. Uh, so uh, don't want to get lit up uh, this week. I, th I, th I think the Bucks they need two turnovers to win this game. You have to have two turnovers minimum to beat the Chiefs. Uh, defense did step up last week against the Packers. That's the reason they won. Uh, Tom Brady threw three interceptions, but the defense bailed them out. Uh, Matt, what are, you, what are you thinking on this game? He's well, I, I think it's going to be huge uh, in this in this game because really going to rely a lot on Andy Dalton and Zeke Elliott, okay, and Mike McCarthy and his play calling. Um, I refuse to believe Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. I know this is Dallas's game. Their season was taken from them, and it was screwed, okay? It was awful. So Mike McCarthy is going to get now, his, okay? his Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just kidding. Is this like because of like a secret space laser or something <laughs> or what? I mean, yes, it what's was. What's going on in your head right now, Matt? Matt, are you all right? Do you <laughs> no, require assistance? I, I need Go a pillow. I need a pillow, okay? <laughs> you, re you realize America's team hasn't actually won a Super Bowl since you've been alive, right? <laughs> I know. It's it's really sad. Well, maybe two playoff wins, too, since Yeah, it's time. really I mean, yeah, bad. Like, look, I think... I miss Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. There is every single Dallas Cowboys fan ever in existence. It's come full circle. <laughs> yeah. No, but okay. About the game though, if you're if they're the Chiefs, it might be best to start out in a deficit because that's where they that's where they get all their mojo from being down ten nothing, three Last nothing, twenty four to nothing against Houston. Did they, were yeah. they down double digits this year? Or just nine nothing. Nine nothing, I think. Against the Bills, it was nine nothing. Every single I, I, it had to be ten. Ten. No, I think they no, missed the point. Nine. Yeah, they missed point. the extra point. So yeah. every game, I, we'll count that game as a double digit. But every single playoff game they've been in. They've been down by double digits, and they've won. It's just remarkable. 
in the last two years. It's just remarkable. I, I have some important stats uh, to give out. There's quite a few here. Uh, red zone defense. The Bucks are 19th overall, 63%. Uh, Chiefs are 32nd, dead last in the NFL red zone defense. So if you're going against, in the red zone against the Chiefs, you're going to score 76% of the time. Uh, thoughts on that? Well, you cut me off from my other analysis. Didn't well, even get to finish back. my other keys of the game. I see how it is. All right, key, keys. All right, I'll throw, the, I'll throw the rest out there in a second. Finish your well, keys. no, go ahead. No, right. you keep going here with your stats. I see how it is. I, I'm just throwing this important stuff out there. I, uh, I think... Uh, oh, here comes Clutch. <laughs> 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 for you to step up. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting in the red zone as well. Um, maybe the Chiefs get it. Maybe the offense bails them out. Maybe the Bucks just decide to putter out. One of those is going to happen at some point. I know it sounds general, but I just... 32nd in red zone defense is really, really bad. Scoring 76% of the time. Who's so. their defensive coordinator? Mike Su No, Mike Seuss would allow 100% of times. So let's be real here. Um, first quarter differential. Who can you t Guess which team's better in this one? I'm going to go Bucks. Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, Bucks, 88 points for 100 against in the first quarter, so minus 12. The Chiefs, 94 in the first, uh, so not, or they've got, yeah, they got more than that. And then only 70 against, so they're plus 24, so they're a little bit better in the first quarter differential. I don't know how, considering they go down by double digits every first quarter. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, but uh, two more. Uh, Mahomes. Is the, was the best quarterback against the Blitz in 2020. Uh, they love the Blitz. Uh, Chiefs love the Blitz, too. Tom Brady's not as good. And then the Chiefs, in the first matchup against the Bucks, averaged 10.5 yards per attempt on the RPO. So expect a lot of RPO this week against the Bucks. Uh, any other keys to this game before we get into the picks, uh, the final picks? I think I'm going to, um, especially after the RPO comment, I think you're really just going to, like I said, it's probably going to be, you'll probably get Tyreek a big play here and there, right? Um, I think the Bucks are going to try and cover him pretty well, especially with that cover, too. You saw what they did to Devontae Adams. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think what's going to happen here, you're going to see a lot of Travis Kelsey, a lot of Edwards-Alaire, Mahomes taking off. You're going to get some weird play calls that we know to expect from Kansas City at some point just to try and counter all that because there's no way you can cover all those offensive weapons. All right, Clements, give me your pick for the game. Pick and sco score and uh, team. I, uh, I'm i going to go Kansas City. I'm going to go 30-27. to 27. I'm going to say they get another field goal on top of what they did in the uh, regular season. Um, I think the stats are going to be wildly different, though. I don't think Tyreek is going to run everywhere. I think it's going to be um, a lot more, you know, Travis Kelsey, like I said. MVP. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes or Kelsey. If the Chiefs win, I think if uh, the Bucks win, it's probably going to be Brady or maybe Chris Godwin. Now you want me to go first or on this? All right. So we're back. Another Tom Brady Super Bowl. We're all depressed by this. Uh, we're we're all rooting against Tom Brady. Hopefully this is his last one, man. I can't take any more Super Bowls with Tom Brady in it. I'm sick of it. This Bucks team, uh, they got a lot of weapons. They got a lot of name talent. But, man, this Kansas City team, 
We got Andy Reid as head coach, Eric Bieniemy, who should be a head coach, uh, at the Houston Texans. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't see any way uh, the Bucks keep it close outside the first uh, first quarter and a half. I, I think Kansas City just runs away with this game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Alaire, Patrick Mahomes, they can do it all. Uh, this game, uh, I, we're all rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. We're all rooting for Patty Mahomes. Uh, I, this Chiefs team, too many weapons. You're, they're just too dangerous. I think uh, Bucks probably score late in the game to make it a little closer. But Kansas City, 34-24 MVP, Patrick Mahomes enters GOAT status after this game. I uh, kind of like that score. Um, I'm going Kansas City. Uh, MVP of this will be Travis or will be Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Um, and I've got 31-21. Kansas City winning this game. Andy Reid, go have yourself a double cheeseburger after this game. Man, what a guy! What a guy! Mm-hmm. Um, here's a guy. Yeah. Here's a guy here. Man, I love it, Chris Collinsworth. Um, if if the Bucks do win, I think Brady will get MVP. Why not? Right. I, uh, I was doing a pick 'em where uh, I saw someone like where you had to pick the MVP right as like a tiebreaker. Someone picked the kicker, <laughs> not just <laughs> not not even Harrison Butker or I, I think it's Cody Parkey's on the Bucks now. I can't. Remember. No, no. Parkey's on the Browns. I think it's, on the Browns, and it's yeah. Matt Matt Gay is the. Oh kicker yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what you know, whatever. Hey, your Kelsey <laughs> but, MVPs would make you thirteen hundred bucks on a one dollar bet. You know, it would. But, Ooh, money. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they literally, whoever it was just picked the kicker, and I hope you know that to whoever this is, kickers are on different teams, and the, every team has their own kicker. It's not just the kicker. They don't just go out and kick to have fun. On this week's episode of The Kicker. I, hopefully these commercials are very good because uh, I'm expecting a blowout game. Uh, go Kansas City Chiefs. Let's move into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brought with? Uh, Clement, you're our guest. You go first. All right. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm gonna share my burger and my brought with uh, um, my wonderful girlfriend. Um, not, not with her. Although I Aww. do really love her. Um, with her cousin. Aww. His name is Gage Elder. He is a linebacker in Rockwall, Texas. He's trying to get recruited. And you know what? He's had a lot of good plays. So, you know what? I'll get my burger and brought to him because he didn't even start address? last year. So, I'll uh, I'll share a burger and brought with him. All right. We'll send one down to Rockwell, Texas. What's his address as well since you've just given out all the information? Do you need his mother's maiden name as well? I do. Social okay. Security? Uh, you know, I don't think I have any of that. I'm sorry. Get it. Get it. Text your girlfriend and ask real quick. But, yeah, I'll give it out to him. He's a good dude. Hope he gets recruited somewhere good. Boomer sooner, baby. Always. All right, I'll go next. The first 3D home on Zillow. Uh, most homes in New York, you know, they cost a small fortune. They're expensive, even for those small one-bedroom thing apartments. Not this one. It costs 50% less than the comparable sizes in the area. Uh, coming in at $300,000, uh, 1,500 square feet of living space, a detached two and a half car garage and a quarter acre with a garden. Um, so I'm sharing my burger brought with some affordable 3D homes. Is that like from like the like movie where like they like shrunk down people and then that's how they live there for like three hundred thousand dollars? Who was in that movie? 
I forgot. Who was that? Like, was that Matt Damon? Yeah, it was Matt Damon. Yeah, it was like Shrink Me or something. I can't remember, but you know, I think that's the only way that fifteen hundred square feet is realistic for three hundred thousand dollars in New York. It's it's kind of on the outskirts. It's in the suburbs. And you can't even dine outside with that. I mean, come on. <laughs> it looked like a nice home. Fair. It was green. Ugh. It was it was like the cool green, like the mint green. Uh, okay. Not not even that minty green. It's like a beige green. Ugh. I don't know what that means. I just made that up. Yeah, that's like a tan green, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like those greens you see on the houses, you know. You know okay. the green. You know the greens what I'm talking about. Like the typical, like, you know, suburb green. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> I'm gonna keep mine short. The Mavericks finally won a game. That's my burger and bride. Six game losing streak no more, baby. You know what? Mavs and Rockets fans can, can always agree on hating the Spurs. I I like the Spurs out of all those teams against you guys. I don't hate the Spurs as much as I did in the past because they're not as good as they were in the past. Yeah, fair. But props to them for letting Becky Hammond coach a lot. She's definitely good at it. Yeah, she'll be taking over within the next few years. Anything else on this preview of Super Bowl LV? You forgot one important stat. How many times is Brady going to kiss his son? <laughs> Three and a half. Oh, I wonder if they have an over-under on that on DraftKings. I yeah, we need to find that out. If someone knows about it, tweet it at us at Burgers Brats. We'll figure it out. We're all praying for a Brady loss. Please. Please. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and literally anywhere, anywhere else you get your podcasts at and YouTube at Jay Clements, thank you for listening or thank you for joining us. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Have, take care. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> I got the, the outro. I've been doing this for 102 episodes and I forgot it. It's been a long night, Braxton. It's been a long night. We're recording this kind of late. Uh, for Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.